welcome to The Lifted Podcast. I'm your host, Helen Denham, and this is a place for us to talk about what we're doing every day to raise our vibration and understand ourselves more deeply as energetic beings and co-creators. If you're new here, I'm Helen. I'm a confidence and business mentor for women, and my whole purpose is to help you clear out any mental or spiritual blocks that are keeping you from leading the most happy, fulfilling, successful life that you could possibly lead. This podcast is about diving into the root core issues that keep us from living in that highest vibration, learning how to alchemize that, and above all, holding space for our humanity as we explore the depths of what it means to be human. I'm so excited about today's conversation, you guys. We have Ellie Lee joining us talking about healing the root instead of the symptom. Ellie is a dynamic on-camera personality with a passion for inspiring others. She has an extensive background in entertainment, including appearances on E, MTV, VH1, etc. And she's built a reputation as a gifted performer and sought-after speaker. Ellie's true calling came about three years ago when she experienced a profound spiritual awakening that forever changed the trajectory of her life. Since then, she's dedicated herself to becoming a mystical light coach where she helps others tap into their spiritual potential and rediscover their connection to source, to the universe. Her mission is to guide humanity back to a place of love and oneness, and she does this by empowering people to transform their pain into their power. Whether it's through her coaching or acting or public speaking, Ellie is a beacon of hope and inspiration for anyone looking to unlock their full potential and lead a more fulfilling life. So this is going to be a great one. I know you'll enjoy it. Make sure to hit us up on Instagram. Let us know what your takeaways are. You can find Ellie at Lee, and I'm at Helen Denham underscore. Enjoy this one and I'll talk to you on the flip side. So the first question I always love to ask guests is how do you like to start your days off? Do you have any rising routines or rituals that you go to? Yeah, you know, um, I drop into my heart. I wake up every morning. I've been going through a lot of uh, things recently in my life. When am I not? (laughs) But um, it's recently been a whole journey of getting off antidepressants. And so I have been waking up uh, with like this horrible um, energy of fear because throughout the night, I'm just having all kinds of nightmares because I know that everything's being pulled out of my subconscious for me to really feel deeply. And so every morning it's been um, priority for me to drop into my heart space and really just connect and love everything that's coming up because I've lived for so much of my life in just this perpetual state of fear, of depression, of anxiety, of anger, all of these things. And so it used to be like, oh, I would pull cards and I would light my sage up. And it's now it's just connecting with my heart space and really starting the day off like that. Mm, I am so grateful that you're sharing this because you're not alone on that journey. I've been through it. My mom's been through it. It's like getting off of antidepressants, going through the cycles and the waves of depression itself. It's such an act of courage to pull away from that kind of medication. So what was that journey like for you? What, if you're open to it, tell us about your journey through depression and then what made you decide to try a different approach? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm a kid of the late eighties and, you know, born and raised in the, in the nineties. And, uh, I think that our society don't, they don't understand people that are highly sensitive and, you know, we make up 20% of the world. And yet I learned last year that I was an HSP. And so when I was a kid, 
I was always really connected to the darkness. Like I could feel everything. I could feel everything in my parents. I can feel everything in my family. I could feel everything outside. And so since I was a little kid, I was super emotional, super sensitive. And, you know, I would tell my parents, like, there's something wrong with me. Like, why is it that I can feel all these things? And yet it seems like nobody else around me can. And so since I can remember, I was just always battling like, this deep sadness that I could feel collectively and within myself. And so um, I went through most of my childhood knowing that I was different and knowing that there was something up with me and nobody could explain to me. And I was dismissed a lot and like not acknowledged for what I was going through. And, you know, I'm at this place where I'm really um, processing uh, everything that I felt toward my parents and that I have kept in for so long. And I know that they're not enlightened people and we don't live in an enlightened society where they know, you know, what to do with a very overly emotional child. And so I really tried to suppress and hide and just cover up everything that I was because I knew I could see that in the real world, someone like me wasn't going to be able to survive. So I did everything to just cope and like just push everything down so I can just get on with this life, whatever this existence was. And then in high school, when I was 16, I started just spiraling. Like I was having so many panic attacks. I was going through like these huge waves of just complete depression. And finally, I got to a point where it was so debilitating. My mom took me to the ER and they were like, you need to go see a psychiatrist. And I was like, okay, great. Like everybody in my family was desperate for me to get better. And so I'm 35 now. So I've been on antidepressants for 19 years. Mm -hmm. And throughout the whole 19 years, like it was this battle of why is no one actually addressing why I'm sad? Like, why is no one addressing what the root of why I am the way that I am? All they would do is I would go into the doctor's office and I'd be like, I spiraled this week. And they'll be like, okay, let's hire your dose. And so me being so brainwashed by pharmaceutical, by society, them, them telling me I have like a chemical imbalance, all of these things, I was convinced that, okay, there's something biologically wrong with me. So I need these things to get by. And it wasn't until I had an awakening in 2019 where all the puzzle pieces started to come back online. And I was like, oh, I'm not who I think I am. And there's something deeper going on within me. And then last year, I really started like the deep inner work. And that's when I realized like, oh, these things mess me up. And so it's been a month and one week since I have officially been off of them. And it's been crazy because now for the first time I can feel things like I've always felt things, but like not to the degree that I felt in the last month and, and, and a week. And I'm like, oh, these things numbed me. Like these things really messed up with my fields. And I didn't understand that or really know that because I was on them for so long. And every time I would try to get off of them, all I would hear was don't get off of them. You're going to spiral. You're going to lose yourself. And so I have to now work through all that brainwashing. I have to heal all of like, that's been just, just shoved into me to make me believe that I was like this really like messed up person who did couldn't ever get help. The only way that I could get help was by these synthetic drugs. And now I'm in a place where like, no, I've always been powerful enough to feel all that's within me and I'm not afraid anymore. And so the journey of that is like, it almost feels like I'm starting all over again, but at a whole new other, other level of like really beginning to understand and feel for the first time. Wow. This is so powerful. I got chills as you were talking about how you felt numbed, because I think that is a universal experience with people who are medicated heavily is I have trouble remembering a lot of my life in that time. And I just give you so much credit, especially when you've got all these projections of people saying, this is who you are. And then 
you know, being fed this narrative that something is quote unquote wrong with you or that you're right. other and that people don't understand you. Um, and that ostracization, I think that's the word that happens when we feel separate. So mm. what started to, when did you have this like light bulb moment? That's like, you know what, this is not working. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Like, what was that decision process? Like, so, um, you know, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I think when you first have a spiritual awakening, like I never planned to have a spiritual awakening. I grew up very Christian my whole life. My mother is a, a kid of a pastor. And so like, all I've ever known is like religion and everything outside of Christianity is the devil. Right. And so like, I was a avid Bible reader, not by choice because I had to, I was like, I have to be saved. I'm going to go to hell if I don't, you know, if I don't make Jesus number one in my life. So I had all these years of like programming and brainwashing and never allowed to actually experience what it meant to love God on my own. I was just told that I have to do this thing. Right. And so in 2019, I had been, um, I've been in the entertainment industry for over 15 years. And so since I was a kid, like I knew that like what I wanted to do was like be around celebrities, do pop culture and like be a host and act. Right. And so I spent the majority of my college life and then after college, like just auditioning and like booking and like spent a lot of time in New York, just like in, in Hollywood and like uh, interviewing all of these people. And then one day I had an opportunity. I, I signed um, a contract for a new show. And so I was being sent to LA and I went to LA with my boyfriend of four years. And I had throughout this whole time, I was hitting rock bottom because I was starting to realize, like, I came into the industry as like this really passionate, like artist who wanted to emote herself through art and like wanted to like, I love being on camera and I love having a mic in my hands and all this stuff. And then I got lost in the sauce. I started um, really valuing my worth on what I booked. And I wanted so much for my peers and colleagues in the industry to accept and love me that I was, I was spiraling. I was hitting rock bottom after rock bottom after rock bottom, but I had no, I didn't know anything else, but to go on, I really thought that the pinnacle of this world was fame clout and like uh, just being known. I, I truly thought that. And so I went to LA and I hit the rock bottom of the rock bottoms and I heard the calling and I didn't understand it, but the calling was like, it's time to go inward. Mm -hmm. And so I joined like this program that my friend referred to me and I started inner child work. And I was like, oh, I hate myself. I don't even know what self-love is. I have no worth and I don't know who I am at all. And so thus began this whole journey into myself. And then one day I was seeing 11-11 so much that I thought I was going crazy. Like I literally thought I was like, something's something's going, I don't understand this. And I didn't, I don't have like spiritual friends or anything. And so I Googled it and there were like angel numbers. And I was like, what is that? And thus began this journey that became a healing journey that inevitably became really spiritual. And I think anyone that walks into this path, right? There's so much in, in the spirit. There's so much spiritual bypassing. There's so much, uh, do meditation, take cold showers, do breath work. And I was doing everything. I was buying crystals. I mean, I was doing everything and anything. And what I didn't understand was why was I two years into this and I'm meditating twice a day and I'm taking all the cold showers and I'm doing breath work and I'm joining all these like communities. And why am I still getting triggered up the wazoo? Why do I still feel so much anger in me? Like, why do I judge others? Like, this is not actually what love is. And so I started really speaking into the universe, like, please guide me into like the true path of healing. Because like the, what, what I've been doing, like I've tried it all and like none of this is actually working. And then one day I hit, you know, a really big rock in the road and I took my dog in my car and I, in my podcast search, I wrote something like mind crazy, like, because I felt like my mind was going nuts. 
And I found this podcast about mental programming and I listened to it. And as soon as I started hearing this woman named Rachel Fiore speak, she's my mentor now, my soul started vibrating and I knew this was the next chapter of my life. And so I just quickly jumped into a program she had of becoming a mystical life coach. And what she teaches is so grounded and it's all about coming back to the power within. It's not anything outside of you. It's not all this love and light bullshit that we see out there, like positive vibes and all this stuff that like is so dangerous. And it's it's literally denying the the darkness it is literally denying and like when you get sucked into just being light like that's when all the entities come you know that's when they come and they just suck everything out of you right and they gear you towards the path of not the highest probably for you and so everything that I learned in this six month was literally what is alchemy if everything is energy right if emotions are all energy and all thoughts are energy how can we begin to transform these lower frequencies of guilt shame unworthiness whatever it is that you have within your fields and how do we transform them back into power and unconditional love and it's literally about the connection to heart and when I started to understand how much they don't teach you about this because if everybody knew who they were if everybody knew that they connect to their heart and they can alchemize all of these wounds and these pains and this unhealed stuff. I mean, we would, we would never need anything or anyone to control us. Right. But they don't teach us these things because they want us to be in fear. They want us to be low so that they can govern us. And the moment I began to understand this work deeper and deeper, I knew that, oh, I have all the tools now to really face the pain because all I've ever known was be afraid of your stuff, Ellie, be afraid of it. And that's why I stayed on these meds because I was afraid. And every time I would try to get off of them, I would, I would lose myself. Right. And so I was like, I need them. I need them. I need them. And then the more I started doing this work, I was like, oh, I'm just being guided to slowly start to get ready to get off of these things. And then it was in November of last year where I started seeing 999. And I knew that was like just a, a sign for me for like the beginning and, and the end and the beginning. And I knew intuitively like, oh, this is the, they're asked to, telling me like, I'm ready to get off of these things. And so I was like, let's go. And I went all in and it's been, yeah, it's been six weeks and it's been, it's been, I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful. Oh my God, Ellie, so many mic drops. And let me just say, I'm so grateful that I caught you now on this day so that we can talk about your journey out of it. It's just like, I'm so grateful for the timing of this. What I really appreciate you talking about, first of all, is not bypassing the darkness, which really seems very rooted in shamanism and this kind of archetype of the shadow diver, the alchemist to get in there because all of, like you're saying, the cold showers, all these things, the affirmations, they're useless. And they really are as dangerous as a medication to tell us that we're wrong or this isn't working because we're not awakened. And what I'm also hearing is this more of a remembrance and a coming home than any kind of addition or awakening. It's like that it does exist within us. And it's just really, it seems to be about finding a safe container. It seems that you found in your mentorship with being able to explore that and helping someone hold your hand and saying, it's okay to go there. Let's go there. It's actually, you're going to have, it's kind of fun, but I think what I see in your story, my own story, and so many other people who become very powerful healers is that every one of us has hit that threshold. And it's like, you're either going to die or something's going to change. You know, it's at the precipice. Um, I was just watching the day the earth stood still the other day with Keanu Reeves. And like, there was this moment where like, he basically comes as this alien and he's like, we have to, the earth is going to kill itself if you've got humans living here. So the humans have to get wiped out. And, you know, Jennifer Connelly's character is like, just let us cross 
the threshold because this is when we change. We have to be faced with the end of the world to have the will and the collective energy to change and move past this. Just give us a chance to do it. And I just feel like that's what so many of us move through is like at the precipice, you change and then you send up the flare like you did. You searched in that for that podcast. You you asked source mm-hmm. for help. You said, I'm ready. I'm ready to have help. And like you open that invitation and that door for the universe to come in. So thank you for sharing that. It's just absolutely amazing that you have been crossing this and like, it seems like it's lighting you up now and that like you're, what else are you learning, you know, from this past six weeks? I mean, listen, I think that there, there's no uh, blueprint to this work, right? There's no, there's no, here's a handbook on how this is going to go. I think it's all individual and we don't know what's going to happen as we walk this journey. This is not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. If it was, everybody would be doing it, right? This is hard work. And when I say that, it's going to bring things up that you have hidden in the deep corners of your psyche for a very long time. And so for me, like, I know that what the, the work that I do is so deep because it's all about like everything is within you already, right? And so we, what we do is like we work with a trigger because the moment that you're triggered, that is the gateway and the hint and, and the clue to something so much bigger right, and deeper. Right. So like I'd love to give an example, like um, my boyfriend and I just moved into a new home and um, he's also on the path and he does tremendous work on himself. And we had just moved into this house and it's been a mess. And I was like cleaning and I was all this stuff. And I went and I ran some errands for three hours. And when I came back, the house was still a mess. And cause he was like moving through his own stuff. And as soon as I saw the mess, I heard my mind, right? So I was triggered by the mess. And then I heard my mind, which are thoughts, which are what we call mental programs say, he doesn't care about me. He doesn't care about this home that we're building together. He doesn't care about anything I say. I've asked him so many times, could he help with the things that he doesn't care, right? And so I started getting all this like anger inside of me, right? And I knew immediately that this had nothing to do with him, right? This was something so much deeper. And this is another thing that I'm really learning is what it means to be in conscious partnership as well. Because everything that we know about relationship, throw it out the window because it's all bullshit and it's all fed to us by Hallmark and society and movies and TV. And it's nothing that we know. Mm -hmm. So I went into my room and I dropped into this energy and I started feeling into like, what is actually coming up and what, where is this bringing me to? And then bam, like an energetic memory came up of like, my dad was super rigid with me growing up. And like, no matter what I said or what I wanted, it was always no. So even if I was doing things that I didn't like, it was always, no, you're doing it. So like, it was the same energy of like, you don't care about me. You don't care about the things that I say. You don't care about what I want or what I'm asking or anything. And like a little girl, like she was five popped up for me. And I knew like, oh, that's my, she, she's here right now. She's the one that needs me. She's the one that is asking for love right now because she's the one who's like constantly getting no and not heard and not seen and not valued. And so the job, the work that I do is like, I spend time with her. You know, what do you need from me right now? What are you feeling? What are you feeling? And how can I be here? Because for so long, and this is what we all do, an inner child pops up constantly when you're triggered, constantly. And what we do is we suppress, we distract. You know, I see all these things on social media of like, oh, like working out to like really release your anger. It's like, no, that's just a coping mechanism for because you don't want to <laughs> feel what's exactly here and what's coming up. Yes. But we think it's good because we're working out. And it's like, no, even simply something is meditating. I used to meditate every time I was triggered because I didn't want to feel what was coming up. And I thought that was actual healing. No, actual healing is diving into the pain. 
is honoring and loving what is here right now. But all we're taught is to deny, shame, say F you, you know, press, press it, whatever, eat it away, drug it away, drink it away. I mean, drinking alcohol in itself, like it's praise in our society, you know, like everywhere you go around the world's drinking. No, it's just a way for you to numb yourself out because they don't actually want you to feel what is within you. And so all I ever do now is, oh, I get triggered. What's here? Let's go in. And that requires willingness and devotion. And I see so many people not wanting to be devoted to this work. And if you're not devoted to the work, that's fine. But many of us are here to do exactly that. Because again, the earth cannot hold this vibration, this low frequency, this density anymore. Mm-hmm. We are here in this incarnation to shift humanity back into what we are, which is oneness. We are one. We are the same, we come from the same place. And yet all we live in is in separation in every shape, way or form and angle. And so I know that, you know, I always used to think like, oh, we should protest and we should be out there. And it's like, unless you start beginning to change within you, you're never going to see the world light up. Mm -hmm. It begins within you. And that's why so many of us are individually on this journey, the coming home journey, so that we can start lighting up. And that's what goes out into the world. And that's how we shift. Mm, absolutely. It's almost like what you seek, you will find. That's why I keep using this phrase, like creating a heaven on earth, not to bypass the challenge, but the challenges become welcome guests and visitors. And as I, I think, as you deepen this work, it's this, this juice comes through. It's like, there's this tradition that with the shallow and monks, and they call it eating bitter, where in meditation, they will pray for challenge because they know it's the fastest route to upgrading yeah, yes. consciousness. It's so cool. So I, I just love that you're welcoming this. And what I really notice, like, is your conscious awareness, like, as you speak about conscious relationships, that as your thoughts came up of anger, of fear, you didn't identify with the thoughts you were able to pull back and have a conscious awareness. Okay. My spirit is having this experience. This is coming through. What does my inner child need to know? And then to sit with her. And I think all of these things, even therapy, the cold showers, the exercising, if we, they can be great tools if we know how to use them because the exercise can shake out the memory in ourselves. But then what do we do with that? Then we sit with it. It's not just like, okay, it's gone because we'll just keep going back. So I love that you, you know, bring heightened awareness to that because I think learning how to use the tools is like where the value can really come in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that there's, I, the other day I was watching like this big, um, spiritual, uh, influencer, right. And she was talking about releasing the energy. And like, I hear that so much of like releasing the energy, releasing the anger, releasing all the stuff. So it's like, you're not actually transforming and alchemizing the energy. When you release these, like these, these really low frequencies of anger, where do you think it goes? It goes out into the world and then it goes on to somebody else. Like what we need to learn is how do we alchemize this back into unconditional love, right? We have all have the power to do that. But I think like where we are in our world right now is like people aren't ready for that knowledge. So we're constantly doing things to like release, like all of this, like the moving and the sexual dancing and all of these things where I see the the movement going, like it's all beautiful, but it's actually not transforming anything, right? Let me know if this sounds like you. You're still trying to figure out how to love yourself and enjoy solitude. Maybe you've been struggling with low self-esteem, negative self-talk. Maybe you've tried therapy and it's not been working for you and you feel anxious about posting online, sharing your life in any capacity. Maybe you're feeling lost in your spiritual and personal evolution. 
I have been there. I know what it feels like to throw basically everything at the wall without getting results from trying yoga, breath work, journaling, exercise, even therapy, but nothing helps. That was me in my early 20s. I did not feel confident in my own skin. I was really struggling with self-esteem and loving myself and I was at a total standstill until I invested in my own mentors and really started to lean into my authentic code and my authentic soul's blueprint to kickstart my healing journey. That's why I've created the Confidence Mentorship Series for you. It's a 16-week program one-on-one with me. And my top priority, my purpose is to create a safe and non-judgmental space for you to explore your inner world, to guide you to the depths of your being so that you may find your own unique pearls of wisdom. I'm here to hold your hand as you alchemize and transmute shadow, allow light to touch all of those darkest nooks and crannies, and bring you back home to yourself. So if this feels like a soul resonance for you, just head over to the description and you can apply for the mentorship in that link. And I'm so excited to get to know you. Back to the episode. And so there is a lot of very blurry lines. Like I realize, like even in the spiritual community, like, oh my God, like there's so much for us to really, there's a long road ahead. Ah, Yes. (laughs) Long road ahead. Totally. Like we're on our way. I feel it though. I think it's a feeling that I get like, it's a little cringy because it's like, you guys, we're we're only at the top layer here. Like this is just like everybody dressing in white dresses, dancing, holding hands. It's like, I, it makes me feel a little ill um, because it's performative. It feels performative. And I find that like, I have just really stepped away from communities like that. And I think it's so healing to hear you talk about this as well, because there is not one way to go about it. We're all going to have our unique ways of unraveling. We're all going to have different ways that click something in, into a remembrance. I really think, tell me how you feel about this too, about like getting into our ancestral wisdom as well and our own lineage and our own path, you know, like knowing where your ancestors came from, how they held a relationship with the earth, what their spiritual relationship with, like mine go back to the Druids, which my family never talked about, but I was like, this has been very healing to learn about. So I wonder what else you're, you know, you're picking up on and bringing into your journey as well as you explore, you know, what it means to be a human. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think so much generational trauma. I mean, it's in our blood, right? Um, everything that our ancestors went through and like what they've carried on from generation to generation, generation. And like, I think there's so much beauty in, in doing that healing work ancestrally for sure. I think for me, it's like, um, being Korean, I have in, in our culture, we are not allowed to feel anything Mm -hmm. like literally like you, you can't be sad. You can't be mad. You can't be anything. And so I see so many of my people just like not being able to express anything, right? And so even in that, like, I think there's a reason why our souls chose chose to come in this way, to look this certain way, to be a part of this culture. And I know like I'm here to help Korean people in all kinds of ways too, because especially like in spiritual community, I don't see a lot of Asian people at all. And so like, I know that I'm here to help that as well, but also like, what we don't know and understand too, and it's not necessarily important, but like past life, you know, like I have this deep core wound of codependency. Like I've always been, and I grew up in a very enmeshed family, but 
I, my boyfriend and I took this break for a month in the beginning of our partnership and it broke me. Like when I say it broke me, it literally shattered me. And I knew I was like, I don't understand what this wound is. Like, I don't understand how I've known this guy for a month. And I feel like every part of me is like, just like completely broken in half. Right. And so I always knew that when it came to relationships, like I would hang on to dudes, like as if my life depended on it. And I would always like ask myself, like, Ellie, what is this? Like, it's not like you didn't have people that didn't love you. Like, why do you hang on so tightly? And as I was going through this, my mentor started guiding me like into a past life where what was coming up for her was like, I was, I was three years old and I was being ripped away from my mother. We were being separated. And she said, what she saw was like this white knuckling, this, this devastating cry. And as soon as she said that something within me like awoke and I wailed, like I cried and like, I can't remember that life. But as soon as she spoke those codes to me, I knew like, I always knew this was deeper, like in this life, this codependency, this, like, when you leave me is so deep for me. I knew that it was something way bigger than this life. And so things like that too, of like, if you can't understand where like a core wound, like why this is so deep, like I had a friend, she's got this, she's 56 and she's in battling with unworthiness, no matter what she does, no matter how much she tries to heal it, like it won't alchemize because she realized like, oh, in a past life, when she was three, she was killed by her mother. Hmm. So like she carried that on into this life. So that too is something to like look into. And it's like, we can, that can get a little tricky too. Cause it's like, now I got to go get an Akashic record. And like, oh. I got to, and it's like, no, there's a fine line between that. So like really feel into the energy of like, if you need something so bad outside of you, like go into like why you need that. But like, if it does come up naturally and organically, and there is no wounding energy behind why you want to know something, then go find out and be guided and don't go do it. But we always have to be aware of like, what's the energy behind why I want to do this. You know, like even in the beginning of my journey, like every sidekick, I was like, give me a reading. And that came from complete weakness and powerlessness. Like mm -hmm. I needed someone to tell me what was going to happen to me because I was so afraid to like find out on my own and that's weakness. So that's an opportunity for me to go heal. But if, but if it comes from a place of like, no, I really feel a calling to get this and it's not coming from any wounding. Great. Go do it. Like there are so many places that we have to be careful as we tread this path of like not bypassing. Yeah. And as you're speaking, that gave me chills to hear you talk about your remembrance of this past life, because I think as you get deeper into this and you start exploring metaphysics and the quantum realm, like when the student is ready, the teacher will appear, like you'll get the answers that you can. And then you'll get that click. That's like, okay, maybe somebody can help me guide into this, the deeper meaning. And I remember just from my experience, I have been really into indigenous wisdom and helping indigenous people. I was like, I don't really know why I'm so, why it hits me so emotionally, but I went into um, a Reiki session with my uh, Reiki master who's taught me so much. And we had a session and we went back and we uncovered. Um, I just had a very simple memory of a little girl sitting between two boys in a car on the reservation. And I wow. just had a very similar experience where it just like opened something. I started sobbing. I was like, this is why I feel so connected. And the yes. other thing that you were saying, you know, about how you feel as you were born into a Korean body to share and to raise the vibration of your community. I love, and I really want people to hear that because, um, I have a couple clients who one of them is indigenous. One of them is, you know, black it's like, and they're feeling like, I don't want to show up on social media. Like it's egotistical or I'm taking up space. And it's like, no, this is well, the most healing thing that you could do for your community yes. is to share your face. People need you. We need 
need more healers. So I'd love for you to share too on that, just like unblocking this imposter syndrome or feeling like it's egotistical to show up online, like just help us release that a little bit, break it down. Yeah. I mean, I think that we need to go into why you feel like what's this energy behind why you won't take up space or why you think that it's not right for you to take up space or why you think that it's, it's egotistical, right? Everyone's going to have their own answers and, and journey and story behind all of that. But it's like, you know, for me, like I've been, I've always been like, just let's share, like, let's go on social media and share this experience because like, I can't just keep this within myself. Like I need to get out there. And it doesn't mean that, you know, before my Instagram and my TikTok was like literally all about entertainment. It was like, how good can I look? Like, how can I show my achievements? How can I get a lot of like, uh, you know, pats on the back for like the pictures that I show, the videos I show. And then the moment I had this awakening, I threw all that out the window and I, I literally lost 10,000 followers like within a year because people weren't vibing with my stuff anymore. Right. And of course that brought up a lot of like insecurity. Like, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, do people not like me anymore? Beautiful. Those are all opportunities for you to go in and heal and love everything that's coming up. So for people out there who don't want to take up space, like there's a reason why you don't, because there are programs that are running. You know, the question I constantly ask is what programs are running right now? You know, what mental, what emotional programs are running that are keeping you from showing up? Because there's a reason why you're on this path. There is, there is. And if there is a calling within you deep underneath all of the pain and the wounds of like, I do want to share my story. I don't, but then what, what happens is it gets filtered through your wounding. And so then we go, oh, but it's egotistical. And like, I don't want to show up. And it's like, no baby feel into the true calling and then go into all the things that are coming up because those are all gifts. They are all presents from the universe. The universe is constantly mirroring back to you what exactly needs your love and attention, period, end of story. Mm -hmm. So that's why we, we run in cycles. The same test will come. And I, obviously the word test is tough because we associate with like, what do you mean I'm being tested? But it's like, no, it's just an opportunity for you to go in and it's the in, it's the doorway into the next level, but you can't go to the, you can't open the door until you literally heal the blocks that are keeping you from opening that door. So every trigger, every uncomfortable feeling is a little gift for you to go in and find the power within again. That's, that's literally all it is. Like this, this whole game of life is about self. It's literally about you. Like, you know, I've been seeing a lot and I know this is a message of like, the only thing that exists in this entire universe is you and everyone else that shows up is just reflecting something back to you that is there for you to elevate to the next place, the next level. You know, I know that in this life, many of us can heal everything, but it doesn't mean that we, we will never stop evolving. The evolution of you is infinite. We are infinite beings. And so why not go into all of it? Why not see what's at the other side? Like people don't understand that when you dive into your pain, when you dive into the quote unquote darkness, right? And you go in and you begin to alchemize and you light that dark tunnel up with the truth of who you are. Mm -hmm. What you will get at the other side is a golden gem, which has always been a part of you. That's all it is. Yeah. Totally. And I think one of the biggest lies we have been fed as women, as a society is that life is just hard. Life <laughs> fucking sucks and it's hard. And I know at the beginning of this journey, it does feel hard. It's very challenging. It's very difficult. It's very scary. But on the other side of that, like we've been talking about, it starts to feel exciting because there's always something new to learn and then yeah. share and to grow. So 
what I, I just love this kind of flip and perspective that we're getting this opportunity to see, like, I just really don't believe that we're here to suffer. I believe that we're here to figure out a path to joy. And mm -hmm. that path is certainly an initiation, but the only way out is through it. And it can be, you don't have to do it alone, which I think is why, you know, I love that you recognize this shift. Cause I've been there too. I used to be doing singing entertainment. And I was like, I want this to be about me just posting all these photos and everything. And then I also had <laughs> my Instagram got hacked. It got taken down. And that led to an awakening of like, okay, with this new opportunity, how can I be of service? And I think that's where the shift really was, um, shifting it back into, it's not really about you know, bringing attention to us. It's about what can we share? How can we build connection? Because sharing your story, whatever you're moving through with your partner, what your experiences with your medication, all the mysticism that you're integrating, that's an act of service to hear from you. And mm -hmm. it's healing just to witness you move through it. So I just love your encouragements and just hope that people feel more empowered to just start to share their stories. Um, you know yeah. what? I'm sure you can relate to this because, you know, I'm sure your clients come to you because they feel a connection towards you. Like there were so many people in the beginning of my journey where I would watch their videos and I would feel like such a sense of like, okay, there's other people who are experiencing, I'm not alone in this, right? Even though this journey is very individual, right? And you don't want to get to a place where you're attaching to, and that's another thing I want to talk to you about too. Like I did like the the communities and like the retreats where like I would be with all these women and like they would be dressed in a certain way and we would do all these things. And I knew intuitively, I'm like, this isn't it. Like, mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I know that they're telling me this is it, but this is not it. Something about this isn't rooted in actual power. And so like, that was a huge lesson for me to see through the veils of all of that. Mm -hmm. But, um, I lost my train of thought, but, uh, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I think this is a really interesting place to go because I think we can get into this conversation about being your own guru and not looking outside yes. of yourself for someone to give you all of these answers. Because what I feel is happening in a lot of these retreats is it's like, you know, some people know, some people, yes, but it's like, here is the formula, follow my formula to enlightenment and you'll get there. But it's yes. like, look at me. And we're all just like hands clasped, looking at this teacher, like, you know, you're so powerful. I'm obsessed with you. And then we leave and it's like, okay. So it's like, but it's really just, it's not that linear. It's not that surface. It's really like, how can we get in deeper here and really do this work? Um, yeah. Because I think a lot of the spiritual community has its own kind of celebrities now and influencers. And it becomes so this heightened um, thing of like, look at me, build, build, build. It becomes very money. It's money yes. sometimes, you know? So it's like, how yes. can we sell more programs? How can we sell more coaching? So but I do think as our awareness gets heightened, we become, like you said, it's energy. People will be drawn to us based on energy. So yes. understanding how to use discernment is one of the best tools that we have available to us. Can you really feel into energetically? Is yes. this person going to hold your hand and guide you intimately? Or are they just trying to get you into their container and rotate you through like a cog in a machine kind of? And there is, yep. there's light and darkness to everything. Just because someone's in the spiritual business doesn't mean it's all light and fluffy. It's like, who do you trust? Really? It's about like, who do you trust to walk this path with you and give you the power back? Because in my yeah. sessions, and I wonder how it goes in yours too. It's like, I'm not giving you answers. I'm prompting you to find the answers within yourself. I, yes. I, I really try not to tell them I might be able to see it, but I want to hear them come up with it. Um, yes. that's empowering. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes. That's exactly what I do with also my clients as well. And another thing that I want to say before we go back into that 
is you were talking a lot about how this journey could be like really exciting and like, oh my God, like when you said that, I was like, absolutely. Like, I think one of the things is like, pain as a part of the human experience, we will experience pain, we will experience grief, we will experience these things, right? But we don't have to suffer. Mm. And that's what it is, right? It's like, I have spent so much of my life in suffering. And now it's like, you don't need to suffer, right? But honor the pain that is here, right? 100%. And then when you have those moments of like, the next level, or like, things hit you so deeply, like the joy, like I can, and I'm sure you understand it's like, what comes out of you, what you experience in that moment had nothing to do with drugs, had nothing to do with being validated by the world that came from within. And that's why like, I keep going on this journey. Even there, there are days for sure where like I fumble and I'm like, I, I don't want to do this. I'm done. And then you remember like, well, Ellie, you lived most of your life, like in the trenches and you had nowhere to go in the trenches. And now when in there, you've got all of these beautiful um, ways to get out of this. And it's like, I can never go back to that. And so like that keeps me going. And I think what I want to do and how I show up on social media is like, I just want to authentically share. Like, you know, I think I, we all move through this phase where like, you want to prove yourself. And like, I had to really work through that. Like, I know things. I'm like, I want you to know that I know things. And like, well, and it's like, got to a point. It's like, Ellie, like, you're never going to stop growing. You're never going to stop learning. Like when I look back on videos of me for a year, I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? You know, <laughs> like, that's where I was a year yeah. ago. And to honor, like, that's where I was. And like, that's not where I'm at now. And I know that a year from now, like I'll look back at these videos like oh my god Ellie like you didn't even know half the things you know now so it's like just sharing without telling like and also when I worked with my clients like I'm not here to tell you what's going on within you the beauty of the the healing journeys that you discovered on your own like we are just here as guides that's it we're not here to like be the only thing that is going to get you to the other side like no that's you we're just here to guide you as you walk home to the remembrance truly of who you are truly of who you are Mm, yeah, that is so beautiful. It's so true. And I think like, I'm just trying to think of what I wanted to say there. Like, as you go through these sessions with people, it's like this remembering who they are, but it's like, oh, suffering is what I wanted to touch on. I was like, I really was picking up on your talk about suffering. There was this amazing study done. There's this documentary on Netflix about like the science of being happy with the Dalai Lama and his dear friend. And they studied uh, a brain scan between people who meditated and are were on this path and people who did not. And mm. they exposed them to pain. So they would just give them a, like a little shock and then they would scan their brains. The people who did not meditate would experience the pain an hour before the shock and an hour after the shock because they wow. would anticipate the pain. They would feel it. It would feel scary. They would literally biochemically feel the pain. Then they would get the shock. Then they'd feel it after. The monks only felt the pain during the shock for like yeah. one second. So that it was like such an ex exposition of what suffering is and how, first of all, worrying is like praying for what we don't want. And suffering is just pain over and over and over again. It's a self-infliction. So there is a way of moving through it. It's just like, like you said, you've already been through the trenches. You've already been through so much pain. It's like, you can handle it when it comes, but there's no need to keep doing it. You know, when it comes, it will come. Life has yeah. pain, but it's going to be okay. And you'll get yes. through it and we'll get through yeah. it. So it's like, it's kind of like training. I feel like it's like training our minds and preparing ourselves like to really get prepared for whatever's going to come down the pike. And, but just, if we can just stay present and enjoy 
the beauty of like, everything's okay right now. And yeah. I know that there's like a gray zone of like bypassing. Cause it's like, okay, yes, it can be hard, but like right here, right now, I'm having this amazing conversation with you. It's snowing outside. The house is cozy and warm. I'm so happy. Like, sure. There's other things coming down, but right now it's okay. And like, yeah. so to not focus so much on what's coming down and the pain, I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. Cause I, I love when we can actually witness it in action. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. And you know, something that I recently, you know, really discovered on my journey was I have always identified myself as my shadow self. Because I have been in suffering for so long, I truly believed that I was the suffering. Like, that's what I am. And in reality, like, that is not the truth of who you are. Mm-hmm. But be- we're become so attached to it that we think it's us. We think the suffering. We think all of these things that it is us. I am that everything after the I am. I am depressed. I am sad. I am anxious. It's like, no, that's not the truth of who you are. That's just your shadow self. How do we energetically detach from that and see it for what it is? Because the truth, the beingness of who you are is the light, you know, it's unconditional love. And so that was a huge moment for me to stop identifying myself as the, the shadow self and knowing like placing her in front of me and being like, oh, you are all of the unconsciousness. You are all of the things that I run. You are all of these things that I've carried with me for so long, but I am not you at all. And to have that moment where I can put that in front of me has been monumental for me because now I don't need to get lost in the void. I don't need to get lost in the sauce. And so many of us get lost in suffering because we think that we are that and we are not. Totally. And this is like the essence of empowerment. I feel you're talking about because every time we do that, we give our power away. So to change the narrative and to put ourselves back in the driver's seat is just so incredibly powerful. So I just, I just love this. Um, so what I, I love that you also talk about mysticism and that you use this word a lot in your work, like what does mysticism mean to you and what has your relationship been like with spirit in general? And how has that been deepening? You know, uh, I call what we call uh, all us coaches at Ma- the organization called Master of Self University, and the, and it's in the name itself. We're here to master ourselves, right? And so, even calling ourselves mystical life coaches, it's really about like even when I do reparenting or inner child work, it's about mystically reparenting my child because it's literally working with heart energy. It's working with the essence of who you truly are, right? It's really about bringing love to all of these different ages, all these different wounds, all these programs that we run within us. And so for me, you know, like I've never been somebody on the path who like gets downloads and like, I can see things and like, I'm like, oh my God, I'm so like in tune. And I know that there's a reason for that. There's a reason why I don't get all these downloads and visions and I'm not like all my psychic gifts are online. And that's humbled me a lot because it's really required me to really make a connection with the divine me and to really understand how do I transform all of these energies like back into love, like truly. And like, that's what it means for me to be the mystic is to really connect, open, and let's scan, let's see what's going on here. And then how can I bring love to these like really hard things that I have suffered for so long feeling and to understand now, like you don't overpower me. I used to literally think when like depression would come, it was like the boogeyman, you know, I'd be in the corner. I'm like hiding. I'm like shriveled up. I'm so afraid. And now the moment that I turned around and faced the boogeyman, it's like, oh, you're not as scary as I thought you were at yeah. all. And the more you do that, the more you open the only way that like entities and demons can transform, like all we've ever been taught is like release them and like make shun them. It's like, no, love them. 
Because when they meet the vibration of unconditional love, they have no chance but begin to transform. Yes. And so how can we bring love to all of it? That's missing that. to me. I am thinking about like laughter too and how potent of a medicine laughter is. It's reminding me of that Harry Potter scene when they're all looking at their worst fears and they flip their wands and they turn them into something funny. I absolutely love that you describe depression. Yes. As this like monster, this boogeyman that's coming to get you, like, what would it feel like to turn around, face it, hug it and like, kind of laugh with it? Like, what are you doing, bro? What are you, what are you coming in here to show me? Like, okay, calm down. And then I also appreciate you talking about like channeling and opening up our psychic gifts, because here's where I can get into like a little bit of a tangent on the spiritual ego that comes out with people. It's like, I downloaded this. I channeled this. I, I know I am all knowing and like tap into my, this is the frequency. I like it really, oh my goodness. It just does something to me, which maybe I need to work through as well. But, um, I just want to encourage all of us, I think, to realize that we do channel. It's not this clickbaity word when we get inspired and creative, we're channeling, whether we want to use that word or not. I don't even like to use that word because it just has left a weird taste in my mouth. But like, I think the more that we lean into this love, like you're talking about and alchemizing all of that, the more we open up the crown, the more we open up the third eye and we start to get these insights. Like you got, when you did your past life moment, we start to have interesting dreams or we start to see numbers and we, we get led to the right guys, the right books, the right teachers. And I, I want us to give ourselves more credit, you know, for how tapped in we really are and how amazing we really are. It's not somebody else has not figured out this secret that we don't know. It's like, it's part of marketing. (laughs) Sometimes I think to be like, I channeled this, I downloaded this, I'm channeling this podcast. It's like, okay, no, you're just in a creative flow. You can call it channeling, but like everybody listening is not separate from that. We all do it. And I think there are ways we can practice it more like just journaling or writing or anything like that is a form of letting your soul speak through. So it's like, where can we give more space for that soul essence to come through? Yeah. Yeah. And always just, you know, trusting and knowing that your higher self is guiding you and all of this jargon about like, we need to be getting downloads. And like, I channel the Arcturians and all these things. Like there was one year where like I, in the beginning of my journey, where I gave all my power to like all these people that I thought were like so powerful. I'm like, wow, like the Archangel Michael comes through you and like all this stuff. And I had to learn in a really hard way. Like, that don't mean shit. It uh-huh. don't mean anything. You know, yeah. You know? Totally. Yeah. And I think like that's so much out there and like people can get really down on themselves because they're like, well, that doesn't happen to me. It's like, it doesn't need to happen to you. You are already guided. It is coming through you. Just Mm -hmm. drop into your heart and follow that because that will always steer you where you need to go and what you need to do and who you need to meet, whatever it is, just in the trust of all of that, you know, hundred percent. Yeah. And Absolutely. I've like had this exact experience where I ask somebody, they're like, I'm channeling Yeshua. I'm channeling mother Mary. I'm channeling archangels. So, you know, and I peeled back the layer a little bit with them and she's a brilliant healer. You know, I, I, she's such a master, but I was like, tell me what that feels like. Like, what do you mean? Because I don't connect to what you're saying. And I was like, tell me what it feels. And then as she explained it as more of an energetic frequency and how the readings and the text that she's been reading start to come through her as energy. And she feels a shift. I'm like, now I know what you're talking about. And I actually know how that feels. So the more we get curious about what these people that we look up to are experiencing, I think the more we will see ourselves in them and realize that it's just not the separation again is this illusion. 
Yes. Um, and, but as we open it and get curious, we will start to get these messages if we, if we desire them, but this feeling of separation is this illusion. And there was just one other thing I wanted to say about, you know, depression and the, I am statement. And I feel like when I was taking pills or anything, like every time I would take a pill, it would be reinforcing that belief. It'd be like, okay, I'm taking this pill. This is the, I am statement. And all these pills that we take every time we, you know, drink too much or smoke anything, anything that's outside of us, it's like reinforcing that statement and proving it to us. And the minute that we let it go, it's like, okay, now I am in this stream of consciousness. Yes. Yes. And you know, what was coming through for me that I really want to share with people that are listening. It's like, you know, I think that people can hear and go, okay, well, it's easy for you guys. Right. And like, you don't understand, like when I get anxious and when all this stuff happens, like I lose control. And it's like something that I've learned, um, is each energetic frequency has its own consciousness. And so when, when they've been in the driver's seat for so long, you know, when anger, frustration, guilt, shame has been in the driver's seat for so long, they are powerful because we've given everything to them. So they are the CEO, right? Just like people are attached to their mind and we've given so much power to the mind, right? But the moment you start opening your heart and you're loving these, they start freaking out and they come out even stronger because they're like, what are you doing? We've never done this before. What is this? Because what's actually happening is they're beginning to die and beginning to transform into something that they've never known. And so people are so afraid because they're like, no, but it's so strong. It's like, no, no, no you can transform that energy. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be strong because they don't want to die. But the moment you keep going, that's why this work is such it's every day. This is not a once a week kind of thing. This is all the time. You are mm-hmm. your full-time job, you know? And I think so many people like are just trying to like do all these things for themselves. But like, are you actually doing the inner work? Because that's the only thing that actually matters. Hundred percent. Yeah, I love that you're comparing it to like a CEO because it's almost like the the more positive feelings are like kind of going in succession and starting to take the job of the CEO and overpower it. It's like okay, yeah, there is going to be a, a de- ego death in many ways of that yes. releasing, but and then that you call it a practice is so potent as well because I really think like I've been witnessing like how quickly the synapses in our brain happen. Like I had an anxious thought the other day and I could feel the thought coming in. It's like. Okay. But I have trained myself to allow the positive one to come through. That's like, Hey, Helen, it's going to be okay. This is a momentary moment of discomfort when in the past it would have been like, Oh shit, the world's falling apart. But I could feel that like millisecond where the thought was like traveling in. And I was like, thank God I've been doing this every day for the last decade Mm -hmm. of positive self-talk because when the challenge hits the immediate response and the automatic response has been trained in and it's been programmed. So this is why it's like subconscious reprogramming can be quite simple. And just to how we speak to ourselves in the mirror, what we just say to ourselves on purpose intentionally, I love you so much You're doing a great job. So that when the challenge hits, the ping is not the programming of like, you suck. It's like, I love you. It's going to be okay. Let's keep moving forward. So yeah, I think that's like, the thing. It's like, it is a practice. And I know that we were going so deep into all these realms, but it doesn't necessarily have to be so complicated. I do think it can be as simple as just telling ourselves we love ourselves, even if we don't believe it yet. You know, I, I see, I hear people come to me and they'll be like, well, I'm saying these affirmations, but I don't believe them yet. You know, I just don't believe them yet. And I'm like, just get into a feeling that what you could kind of believe, or that kind of starts to expand your heart space, because you will start to believe it. The more you tell yourself, it's like training, it's a training. 
So that I do is like when I don't have a lot of time and like I have an anxious thought that comes in or like I feel a pang of like dread or whatever it is. And like, I got to go do something else. Like I just drop in and go, it's okay. I'm right here with you. Mm. I love right here with you. And like, I'll be here the whole time. I'm going to be doing other things, but I promise like I'm right here. Don't worry. I got you. I'm here with you. And like, that gets me through so many of these like little moments where it's really hard. And like for people at home who are like, well, I don't believe I don't believe it. It's like, that's okay. Can you love that you don't believe it yet? You know, yes. can we constantly bring love to like, but, 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 and this, and I don't, well, can you love that? Cause that's, what's here right now. Mm, yeah. I also appreciate that you're using like the, the words, like I'm right here with you. Like I've got you almost like you're reparenting yourself because yeah. I think as we do this work, we are reparenting and yeah. the messages that we received from our parents where it's like, you are not allowed to speak up. You are not allowed to cry. You are not allowed to do this. So when we tell ourselves that in that third person, like you're okay, it's almost like we're rehearing the voice of our childhood get reversed into a more positive psychology. Um, So that's why like, if I'm doing stuff in the mirror, I won't say like, I am beautiful. I'll say you are beautiful. So it's like, so that I get the you and like, I'm retraining that Mm -hmm. input. Um, yeah. yeah. There's just so much here. Oh my God. Ellie, I'm so grateful for you. You're such a rock star. I just feel like you we could do. go for hours of this. I love hearing your story and I'm so happy that I like get to go along your journey on social media and everything now. So for people who want to deepen their experience with you and get to know you, what's the best place to go and just connect with you? Yeah. So you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at L-E-Y-J Lee. And I'm a mystical life coach. So I do all of this work one-on-one for three months. So you can check out those social media profiles and then it's all in the link in my bios. Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited for people to hear this. All right, my friends, thank you so much for being here and hanging out with us today. I hope you're feeling inspired and lifted and called to action in some area of your life. And check out the description below for more information. And of course, if you feel like a friend might benefit from what you just learned and listened to, please do send it along, spread the love. Final note on my end is that every month on the full moon, I host a full moon circle. So this has been an awesome way to come together as community to explore together. In the first half, we do an oracle card pull and some journaling. And then in the second half, I take you on a guided hypno journey, which is a really potent and powerful visualization for calling forth your highest iteration of self. So check out the description for that link as well. And I think that's it for now. HelenDenham.com has everything you might need. So I love you so much. I'm sending you a big virtual hug. Thank you for being here and I will talk to you soon. Bye for now.